0: Boom! Freaking go! We're talking about Jaden Daniels because we got to keep talking about Jaden Daniels from now until the end of time because we really got to push everything we can push out for him to win the Heisman Trophy. But obviously, what a lot of you want to talk about is our recruiting class, and that tends to happen when you know we have a bye week here. I want to talk a little bit more about Malik Neighbors tonight. You see the poll question up. I'm actually going to sleep on this and talk about it on tomorrow's live stream, which. By the way, we'll begin at 4.30. I do have another college basketball game to call tomorrow night. So our normal Wednesday night live stream, which is at 6, will be at 4.30 on Wednesday. So, look, I want to sleep on this. I want you to give me your answer to the poll question tonight. Where does Malik Neighbors rank for you in the all-time great LSU wide receiver conversation? And I want you, if, if you're listening to this, you know, down the road, send me your messages because I want your honest thoughts on that question. And we'll dive into that tomorrow. Now, recruiting is always a fickle thing. There's so many different factors that go into recruiting, especially when you lose a recruit to a school that has an absolutely massive bankroll. Um, so obviously, Kai Bates, no longer uh, a member of our recruiting class. A lot of you have hit me up about Wardell Mac flipping from Florida to Texas. Why haven't we got Dominic McKinley? What in the world is happening to the recruiting class? And honestly, LSU's recruiting class is fine. It's not elite. It's not where it needs to be for us to, you know, continuously compete for national championships. But it's still not terrible. You know, I I liked Kai Bates. I did um, in my brief time watching him. Um, But look, life moves on, right? I don't think it's the end of the world. I do think... No matter if you like recruiting or don't like recruiting, the more important thing that Brian Kelly is going to need to sort through is what does he feel about these position coaches? Does he like the direction of his defense? Does he believe this is a sign of things to come or do you believe this is an outlier? I want people to understand how year to year, coaching actually is. This profession makes no sense, right? The only other sport that has crazier firing and hiring processes is European soccer. But college football, nothing pales in comparison. Nothing. Chip freaking Kelly got fired today. Chip Kelly, okay? Let me make sure I say Chip Kelly before people go absolutely crazy here. But Chip Kelly at USC has been ridiculously good. They're not going to be good next year, which is actually good for us because we play them next year. Um, I mean, that, that, that just doesn't make any sense. Why would UCLA fire someone who's won a lot of football games at a program that is not a football program? Sure, Troy Aikman. Sure, Kenny Young for you New Orleans fans out there, New Orleans recruiting fans. But still, it's wild to me that coaches like that get canned. Yeah. Um, So, look, there is going to be some turnover when it comes to both sides of the football. And I tend to think with recruiting, we tend to focus more so on coaches getting fired that are not good. But where you should worry is coaches that are doing good that move on to go somewhere else, because that's a bummer. You know, firing someone for poor performance, that's not a bummer because their position position group may or may not be good, okay? So, yes, it stinks that Brian Kelly or whoever loses this recruit or that recruit or whatever, okay? But the more important thing for this next year is what do we want our assistant coach staff to look like? Can we retain Mike Dembrock and Joe Sloan? Can we retain someone uh, like a Brad Davis, who I could see, you know, getting some potential head coaching looks uh, for how well he's coached his offensive offensive line. Can those things happen? Right. Hopefully they do. So on both sides of the football, when it comes to recruiting, your assistant coaches are almost everything. NIL is very important. It is arguably the most important thing. And, you know, the head coach. So, Yes, at some point, we are going to get back to those nationally top five ranking recruiting classes because we don't have a choice. It's not a negotiable that you have got to recruit in the top 10 nationally and better yet in the top five nationally for you to win a national championship. It's just how it is, okay? It's just how it's always been. So, obviously – more so worried about Jaden Daniels at this point winning this mother freaking Heisman. Okay. Uh, let's see. We got she's <laughs> going to run Cali next year. Yeah. It would be crazy. Um, well, I'm not going to put the cart before the horse here. Nine. Okay. Gage says 99% for sure Daniels gets snuffed, right? Okay. So I'll bring this up and um, – You know, I said this on on yesterday's stream. I couldn't do Blake's show last night, so I had to do it tonight, okay? So if you're just now leaving from there to watch my show here, I will make the same point I made there here. But normally I don't go live the same night because of that, you know, reason. But you've got to understand that you, whoever you are watching this right now or listening to this via Spotify or iTunes – You are a diehard college football fan. You watch almost every LSU game and probably watch a good portion of other games, okay? You know who Michael Penix is. You definitely know who Bo Nix is. You probably know who Marvin Harrison Jr. is. You know all these things, okay? There are a lot of voters who vote on things that don't actually watch the games. And I know that sounds nefarious, but... Coming from someone that watches a lot of college football, it takes time to sit down and watch these games. It takes time to look up stats like EPA and explosive plays and all those different things. It takes effort. A lot of people don't put forth the same effort as you would put into an award if you were a voter. Okay? What people always remember about movies, film… TV, your work, your life is how you start and how you end, but more importantly, how you end, okay? Think about it this way, all right? and We get our first Super Chat here from Jared, all right? In a nationally televised game to start the season, there was one team that looked really good, Florida State, and our team that didn't look that good, and that was the only game where Jaden Daniels was not exceptional. Every other game he has been exceptional, and even in the Florida State game, he was very good. Okay, but that was the only game he wasn't exceptional. It is going to be so critical for him for him to end on a high note versus Texas A&M, because voters who are waiting to turn their ballot in to watch more games guess what they're going to do. They're going to tune in now that Jaden Daniels has this Heisman hype. You got the the, the Barstool guys, you know, pushing him for Heisman Trophy. You got ESPN guys, Booker McFarland, pushing him for Heisman Trophy. You've got the on three guys pushing him for Heisman. You got, you got the national guys really behind Jaden winning the Heisman Trophy. You got the analytic guys citing EPA per play as the main reason um, they would vote for Jaden Daniels for Heisman Trophy. You got a lot of positive things going your way. A lot of voters don't look like don't 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 think like that. They will say, "Well, uh, you see these casual fans say this bull shnike about well, he has three losses. Well, um, you know he lost to Jordan Travis and Jordan Travis is probably going to be a Heisman finalist and they're actually going to the playoff. I'm giving it to Jordan Travis. That's why that A and M game is going to be so important because if Jaden has a Florida-like performance versus Texas A and M or Even a three-fourths of that performance, like um, a 200-yard passing game and a 100-yard rushing game, he's going to win the award. He is. But that final game, that last impression, is what people remember, okay? Look, Joe Burrow had already won the Heisman before the Georgia game. But the Justin Jefferson throw made it to the point where if you voted against Joe Burrow, it was, or voted, uh, 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 yeah, you voted for someone else over Joe Burrow, you are lying to yourself, and you would have to answer to your metaphysical maker in the afterlife as to why you voted for Justin Fields or whoever else, okay? That last impression made it, it is without reasonable doubt, we witnessed one of the best football players to ever lace up cleats at the collegiate level. When you end things on a high note, it matters. It matters in the legacies of LSU football players. they are all-time great LSU football players that ended on a very high note. There are also some all-time LSU football players that ended on a low note, and sometimes the ones that end on a low note, don't get that reputation back. They 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 they're not remembered as fondly um, as, from LSU fans as you would think that they would remember you as. Right? Like, and and you guys know who those players are. It matters how you end things. It it just always has. It always will. I don't know why that's the case. I think that's part of the reason why. You know, we look at a, a John Elway. We look at a Tom Brady guys that won Super Bowls in, in their final years, you look at a Peyton Manning, if you will, as, you know, just far more favorable. And there's other legendary quarterbacks who didn't end on that high note. And we don't look at him the same way. Right. Uh, so it, it, it matters. It, it, it really, really, really does matter. Um, Yeah, they do click, but they shouldn't. And once again, Voters should not look at losses. It's so stupid. It has nothing to do with the individual performance of the player. Nothing. Because it's simple math. I understand quarterbacks have a bigger effect on the game, but there are 22 players uh, that receive, at minimum, that receive a high uh, number of snaps in a game. I cannot state enough, like... You know, let's, say, let's take the Alabama loss, for instance. Two players from LSU played well versus Alabama. Two. Two. It was Jayden and Malik. That's it. Those were the only two players that had really freaking unreal performances versus Alabama. Nobody else on the team. Nobody. Special teams, not where it needed to be. Defense, you know the answer to that. And outside of Jayden Malik, we did not have our best game offensively, right? So... That's why we lost the game. It's honestly just that simple. Uh, And it's not just the players. It's the coaches. It's everyone involved with the team. So, you know, with J.J. McCarthy, when you play bad teams and you have a good defense, you have a really good defensive coordinator, you have, you know, uh, an an absolutely ridiculous schedule. Sure, wins are going to rack up for you. Okay? Um I also think Marvin Harrison could find his way, um, as the Heisman Trophy winner as well. He's got a last name. He's got a lot of hype. He has that freaking Rose Bowl performance that was surreal, um, and that was two years ago. You know, he he has a lot of prior big, big, big moments, and this year he has a lot of big moments as well. But then again, Malik Neighbors has had a better season statistically than, than Marvin Harrison, and he's a better blocker. Okay, I'm just saying. Okay, um, so say what you want. I'm just spitting facts here. That's all I do. That's all I do. Okay. Should Kelly let JD5 decide how long he plays Saturday? I think Brian Kelly's just, well, I'll say this. I think. Brian Kelly wants to keep him in as long as he possibly can because Jaden winning the Heisman is key, right? It's, it's so unfreaking believably key um, for us moving forward. Now I do want to share one positive recruiting story. It's received some recognition in LSU circles. I do want to bring this up really quickly To tie in both of these first two topics. Okay. We talked about, you know, recruiting not needing to be where it is. It's still fine. It's not where it needs to be. We also talked about Jaden Daniels. Let's bring these two things together. Okay. Michigan did take a quarterback for the class of 2025. Now, what does that mean? Well, More than one quarterback likely does not commit to a class, okay? Because, well, only one quarterback can play. Normally, it's just one QB. Sometimes you're able to get two. So Georgia, for the class of 2024, they have two top 15 quarterbacks committed to their class, okay? Those things happen. Alabama had two top 15 quarterbacks committed to their class last year, okay? So rarely does... Two quarterbacks go to the same school in the same recruiting class. So Michigan takes a 2025 guy. Uh, His name is Carter, ironically. But it then brings up the Bryce Underwood thing. So if you're Bryce Underwood, at this point, and for those that are not familiar, Bryce Underwood is a five-star quarterback, the number one rated player in the class of 2025, And if he were to commit to LSU, he would be the second highest ranked recruit to ever go to LSU. And he would, and he currently is the eighth highest ranked quarterback ever. He is basically tied with Bryce Young, just to give you an idea of what level of a quarterback recruit he is. Now, they're two diametrically different players. Uh, One is fast and tall. The other one isn't. Uh, so Bryce Underwood is more likely a, a, a better prospect than, than Bryce. Now, Bryce was special, but in other ways. Um, you, you're, you're feeling pretty daggum good if you're LSU and Bryce Underwood, okay? You got a quarterback getting ready to win the Heisman. You Even if he doesn't win the Heisman, we've seen what he's done. Uh, and... You know, Jaden at this point is probably going to go in the first round or early second. So that's two quarterbacks in a five-year span with two different staffs thrown to the best receivers in the country annually. It's selling itself at this point. It is selling itself, okay? We never get these types of quarterbacks. We just don't. We don't get the top five nationally ranked quarterbacks. It just doesn't happen here. That would be a huge step forward for us, okay? Huge step forward for us in the right direction. So I wanted to bring those two things together because I didn't want to sound all negative about recruiting. We got some good things coming our way, potentially from Texas a and I know a lot of you are going to have questions about Branson's former teammate, Jacoby Matthews, in the next couple of weeks um, and potential AM players that could hit the portal and come back to us. Obviously, a player of his caliber at a position we desperately need would be very nice, um, but we'll, we'll see how all those cards unfold. Okay. So there you go. Let's go to Jesse. It says Jason Jefferson is better than neighbors. We'll talk about this uh, more so tomorrow. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this poll question tonight. Okay. Malik neighbors is the blank best wide receiver. Of the post two thousand and three era, okay. Okay, this is always um, tough, PJ, because it's where you land that matters. It, it really is on the offensive side of the football, in particular. Like there are some players, like a like a Patrick Peterson, that is going to be good no matter where he goes, because he's an outside corner, right? Um, obviously that position could be scheme dependent, but it's still, can you play or can you not play? Okay. Um, so yeah, I think at this point, uh, it's just going to come down to where all those players land. Like, let's say Malik, God forbid, gets drafted by the Patriots. You know, nobody's producing with the way Belichick is coaching right now. Um, So, yeah, I mean, where you land matters. Where where you land matters. Obviously, what would get us very happy is if Malik went to the Bengals. And that would actually make a lot of sense because Malik and T. Higgins are very similar players. And T. Higgins is going to look to get a max deal, as he should. And they still got to pay Jamar Chase. And if you got to choose between the two of them, that answer speaks for itself. Uh, especially if Joe Burrow is your quarterback, so obviously that would be a dreamland uh, for me, and it would make a lot of sense. Now, we're gonna give out something pretty big tonight because uh, I'm in a good mood. I'm glad to have seen this guy back healthy, even though Joe Burrow got him for a touchdown this past weekend. Uh, you know, see so you see you see my name there, Burrow collector. Uh, obviously, you know, giving out so much Burrow stuff on this channel. Let's give out uh, a rare Derek Stingley card right here. Um, only 10 of these copies in existence, a gold rookie Derek Stingley card. Uh, it's in a slab. I don't really know this grading company, but if we get to a hundo and super chance, we'll be giving out this rare slabbed Derek Stingley card. And it's serial numbered one out of 10. It's always cool to get the first print of the card. So we will, um, be giving that out. If we get to a hundo and super chance, we are already 10% there. Thanks to, Jared. Okay. That's true, Samuel. Uh, put I pretty sure I put you in the film study. You're just an awesome guy. I mean, that's all there is to it. Uh, you and the wife always, you know, make me welcome. And I, I gotta say this. I hope Steve is not in here. Steve Bean is in here, he's gonna want to punch me in the face. But Samuel's friends um have and and also Branson's gonna want to get on me for this because I want the Branson's tailgate. I want the Samuels tailgate. Um, so I got to, you know, see and, and meet some of your friends and family that were there, which is obviously really cool. Um, I, I'm just going to say this, Samuel's stuffed gator was the best tailgate food I've ever eaten in my life. It was the best. Okay. And it was two guys, one of which is a fan of the channel. I don't know his name, but it's so cool when I go to Samuel's tailgate the last two times I've been there, there have been other people there that watch my channel that come up to me and they're like, wait, Samuel, you know this guy? And I'm like, yeah, Samuel's my man. Samuel's my homie. We're already, we're already playing it for the Arkansas game, me, Samuel, and Jared next year. Really excited about that. But that was the best tailgate food I've ever eaten. And I even put it in the film study, the the gator stuff with boudin. It's the best I've ever eaten. And I feel bad because uh, Cliff showed up too late. Cliff rode up in his bicycle, met Samuel and the whole crew, and Cliff missed out. It was gone. That gator, it was like 20 vultures flew in on that, on, on that gator, and um, it, it, it was dismantled, absolutely dismantled. Okay? Okay. What's up, Mick? Good to see you. Mick's always rocking the PHO brand. JD5's poetry in motion. He's like watching a slow motion video of a gazelle. Oh, we got Tony the Tiger. Dr. Morgan, good to see you. Um uh, everybody, welcome Gage to the channel. Um, look, just for you, Gage, I'll post my schedule right here. So tomorrow, once again, we'll be live at 4 30. Um, because of my basketball uh, um play-by-play schedule. It's definitely a lot of fun to do those games. Live stream schedule Tuesdays, Thursdays, Sundays at 8 15 Central, and Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Central. There we go. And Sunday during the season, it's film studies on uh there. So there you go. So how to Carvis and the whole crew. So once again, um plan to go to the Arkansas game next year, especially if you can't make it to Vegas. Uh, you could save your money and, and Arkansas would definitely be cheaper. Uh, BTJ reminds you of T Higgins? Yeah, I could see. I mean, look. BTJ has definitely made himself a lot of money. Okay? Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Um, I, I don't think he's coming back, y'all. I don't. Now, I do think BTJ, if you were to come back next year, there would not be a better scenario for Gary nuss than if Brian Thomas Jr. were to come back. Um, because BTJ would fit really well with how Nuss wants to play the game. Okay. Now Malik's not coming back, nor should he. Um, I know Brian Kelly left that possibility open, as he should, but, you know, Malik is, he, he was ready to play in the NFL last year, if we're being honest. um, But Brian Thomas Jr. is an interesting situation, right? But I think he's gone. I do. He's just been too good. He's just been way, 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 way too good, Um and it's just, it's just it. I mean, there's just no other way around it. He's just been amazing. Uh, he's He never goes down on first hit. Uh, he's an excellent deep ball target. He's a really good blocker. Um, no drama. Quiet guy. So, yeah, you know, he's, um, to me, a wide receiver, too, in the NFL. Okay, with – some wide receiver one tendencies Malik neighbors is a wide receiver one in the NFL. And at this point, I don't know. I'll stop while I'm ahead. Huh? 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 Uh, I want to sleep on all this before we get into, you know, some deeper Malik neighbors legacy talk tomorrow. Now I do want to talk about the LSU defense. Um, you know, I here, here's here's something that that does concern me just a little bit. Okay, with the LSU offense being so unbelievably good, and the LSU defense not being that good at all, one area where the game has kind of evaporated for us is special teams. Right? You know, you, there's not as many field goals being kicked. There's not as many punt returns being fielded. Um, because teams are maxing out, right? Uh, it's, it's basically a buffet line. Everybody's eating, okay? So our special teams have been better. Our defense has been the worst defense we've seen at LSU. Now, why is that the case? Well, we like to point the finger, this player or that player. Um, I do want to save one thing, Okay. This is one minor theory that I have about defense. I have seen really bad defense in the SEC this year. Really, really, really bad defense. Um, whether it's guys not doing the very basic things correctly, or if it's guys... I think one thing that has affected defense is targeting. I do think targeting has affected the game because especially if you have an Andre Sam type of targeting call, it does change your mentality. It does change how you you you, you play the game. but one thing I also think about defense is social media, okay? You know, you don't, you don't really get any social media likes on defense in and of itself. But you do get some cool Instagram photos if you make that big sack. If you make that big tackle for loss. You don't get that shine sitting on a double team and opening up something for another guy. You don't get that shine staying on top of a route, which allows another player to undercut a route for them to get the interception. Now, I'm not necessarily saying one player is playing for himself because of social media likes or whatever. I'm just pointing that out because I sat down and watched a lot of SEC football today. Okay. Uh, The SEC channel is growing for me. And I've noticed other teams playing this way on defense where guys are flying in, out of control, out of their gaps, not doing the fundamentally sound thing. Some of them are trying to make the Hollywood play. Okay. Some guys are trying to do too much. Now, this phrase isn't used used use as much as it used to be, but they're doing the most when you should be just doing your damn job. Okay. I've seen a lot of that. I did it with 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 the LSU defense, just defenses in general. Whether it's the message not being received or whatever the case may be, it is amazing how bad we've been defensively and how little of it has been improved. Okay. It's going to be so hard for us to fix this this offseason, but it's doable. With the portal being the way that it is, you you can fix it. A lot of young guys are getting reps. Maybe those guys take that year two leap that we normally like to see from, you know, defensive players or whatever. Okay. You've you've got to have a team mentality on defense. Okay. And we continue to make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Now I can specifically talk about those mistakes, but I do feel that is better to do. In film study. And guess what? Almost every key play of every this every play this year uh, is, is found on all my film studies on Power Hour LSU on YouTube. Okay? Just check them out if you want that. Okay? Now, I will also address this is something I've been privately asked about. I've had a few TikToks and reels and stuff like that go off. That's good. I love that. Uh, I've had a, you know, some TikTok help from Branson Cat. Um, short form is something I've, I've I've gone away from some. But if you guys want me to do more short form stuff, I could do it. It's just, you know, the long form stuff is it's just been performing better. It's what you guys tell me you like just from, you know, the algo. And um, and yeah, I might I might start cranking out more of that. If you want to see more of that, feel free to shoot me a message at Power you on any social media platforms, okay? We're getting a new defense of coordinator for next season. I think so. I do. Um, who that may be, I don't know. I don't know it will not be Zach Arnett though okay I, I've I've, that's just not who it's gonna be um now never say never and I don't think Arnett's a bad DC by any stretch of the imagination I I just don't see that I don't okay <sighs> Oh yeah. So put the chapters back into the, um, actually I'll do that. Put them, put them back into like the, uh, the YouTube thing. That actually does take about 15 minutes to do, but let's do it. I'm always open to new ideas, man. Cause I am, I'm here for you guys. Mm. you knew it's good man do you want to shout out grant um every time i go to a game in tiger stadium he finds me and he does the halftime show with me so i really appreciate you man Uh, obviously this last one was more adventurous than the one before um but yeah now I, i actually will be in louisiana uh this weekend, I'm probably not going to go to the game on, on Saturday, though. I am leaning towards going to the Texas a game. Leaning. Okay. Uh, I want to go uh, because I want to see Jane White in, in person one last time. I do. Um, so there you go. Now, as you always say, we've, we've had, you know, a hundred of you in here for uh, a good portion of the last 10 minutes. Normally when it gets to this mark. I'm getting a ton of comments coming in at the same time. If you super chat, we go straight to it. And you also help feed my dog. That's always a good thing. But I'm going to try and get to each and every one of your comments tonight. Okay. Some answers are more complex than others, as you guys know. Um, And I'm not that smart. I just give you my best educated guess uh, to each and every one of them. Okay. Uh, Let's see. LD88's in here. Let's see him. Everybody, welcome, Trey. To uh the channel. Actually, I think you're you're new-ish now that to think about it. Will there be a new defensive line coach praying for Coach Lindsay? But how long can the team go without a coach? Yeah, I don't know. That, that's, that, that's the thing. You know, we we've had people who, who know more about this like the day-to-day workings share you know opinions from behind the scenes in our chat about how hard it is to play a position when you don't know who your coach is going to be it's hard it's really 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 hard um and our defensive line should should still play better but you know, that's the thing with 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 Brian Kelly you know what what do you want your staff to look like it's hard it's really 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 hard And just want to point this out as well. I'm just going to warn you guys. You're going to hear me share this take again and again and again. Because it is going to get here in a month. The early signing period is bad for the sport. It's bad for the athlete. It's bad for the coach. It's bad for the fan. Now, it's not bad for each and every one of those assets individually. But in macro, it is bad. It is really, really, really bad. Um, Because there's just too much shit going on. Like, excuse our French there, it's just too much stuff you got to do, right? You're still coaching actual games. You're also getting ready to get the signatures of 90% of your recruiting class, you got to make position coach changes, your head coach makes changes. There's no evidence that early enrolling actually changes anything for you as a player. Um it's it sucks. It freaking sucks. The early period sucks. This is not get off your lawn type of stuff. It's just the mother effing truth, okay? So all of this is happening. Brian Brian Kelly's got a lot of difficult decisions to make over the next couple of weeks. But guess what? He had to do that last year. He has to do it this year. I can make a case that this year is going to be more difficult than last year because Brian Kelly knew his quarterback was going to be, knew, um, you know, what his key position guys were going to be. He knew he was returning a lot. So, yeah. That's my only get-off-my-lawn take this week. Now, as far as Jimmy Lindsay is concerned, he's still been doing recruiting, okay? But as Brian Kelly shared, he is not back yet. He is just... In an administrative role. All right. So he's not actually coaching at this point. All right. Now. It's true Branson. Enjoy it while you can man. How many times have you said. Whoever you are watching or listening to this. Damn I wish I could see Joe Burrow play one more time. It's just the truth. I think about. How I was robbed of an extra year of Tyron Matthew, you know, enjoy greatness. It's never guaranteed again. And it doesn't last forever. College football is different from the NFL, especially with the portal. Now, a lot of the guys have two years maximum. Okay. And honestly, Jaden Daniels shouldn't even be playing this year. Okay. He's been a four year starter. He got a fifth year because of the COVID. Right. So, yeah. Now. Michael G says, Carter, what do you think? uh, What do you think about bringing back Dave Miranda and Corey Raymond? Okay. Mm. It is amazing. Like, I understand asking about Dave Miranda. I do. But it is unreal. How many questions I get about Corey Raymond, and that's fine. I, I, I've I've done this rant, you know, uh, a few times. It's, it's not, uh, it's not in the cards for Corey Raymond. Okay, you have got to keep this in mind, all right? I, like an assistant coach does not need to be disgruntled, okay? Corey Raymond was already told essentially no-ish by the staff, okay? Symbiosis with your coaching staffs are so important. Now, has our DB coaching in play been as good as it was when Corey Raymond was here, no. Okay, our DBs, uh, especially this year, have not been that great. It does not mean that it's meant to be that so and so comes back home. It also doesn't mean Corey Raymond isn't a good coach, still. Florida's secondary has struggled, though, they have struggled mindily. Um, someone who, who's around the Florida Gators football program, um reach out to me via via DM. And it is important to know that the Florida defense has been a disaster this year. They're not bad. They've got a relatively good defensive line. But, again, Corey Raymond's not coming back. Now, Gage with the Super Chat. Who can we get for defensive coordinator? Who would my choice be? It's a very good question. Now, once again, a lot is going to change from now over the next couple of weeks over who's staying, who's going, who wants to be a part of, you know, our team and our vision and our program moving forward. And who does Brian Kelly want to still be a part of this team program and brand moving forward, okay? So... You know, for me, uh, I go to your cousin, Gage. That is Lance Gidry at Miami. I don't think y'all related. That would be cool. I do like Lance a lot. I got, I'm going to be honest. Okay, you might not you might not believe me. I didn't do a Lance a lot pun there. It really wasn't attend, intended. I just said I like Lance a lot. Okay. I will also tell you this. I do know of someone that would want the job. I do. Okay. And he does coach in the SEC. And I did see him put together a really good defensive performance this past weekend. But we'll see what happens there. But I, I do like Lance Guitry a lot. He's from Louisiana. He was a big-time coordinator. He's been a big-time coordinator for Miami this year. You He was a big-time coordinator at Marshall before that. And I do think he, he, he would take the job. I do. But that's not here nor there. Obviously, my favorite coordinator on either side of the football all time you know steve Insminger's up there coach dud is up there I really like coach dud but it's dave veranda i'm open to dave veranda a lot of what he does defensively are the things i like out of defenses um i love straight up zero noses i, I just love that not many of those guys out there so it's it will take uh brand new recruiting effort for us to get to you know that point but yeah i i would I would love that but then again you know i i don't know how many boosters and whatnot would want you know the retread coach thing to happen again okay big money let's go what's good i, w- I wish i was big money OK. Carter, can I talk uh, this is from Chance? Chance has been rocking us for a while. Thank you so much, Chance. How conference realignment is causing coaches to be fired as coaches, as schools panic to have the right coach for new conferences. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think I think I think it plays a small factor, but I also think Chance coaches are being fired because of the early signing period. I know I, this is just one take I'm going to continue to have and it might lose me viewers because a lot of you do like the early signing period and you think it's good. It's not. Okay? It causes coaches to be fired, but it's not necessarily the coaches who get fired, it's the coaches who get hired because of, you know, the early signing period. Mississippi State had something really tragic happen around Porto-era uh, early signing period. And they hired a coach who was in-house during a time of sorrow that was not fit to be a head coach. And I said that at the time, why don't you just leave him as an interim? They said, F it. We're going to make you the full-time coach. Buyout wasn't a, a lot. So I mean, it was essentially the same thing, but it was a little bit more expensive when it didn't need to be. Okay. So, you know, I, I, I think part of why coaches are getting fired and people are making more decisive decisions is because they don't let the seasons, you know, play itself out. Okay. They're trying to get ahead of the curve and it's just how it is. Okay. If we're gonna make a change or one better than Aranda, why only take a half step up if there is something better available? Tov, man, I love you. You have been one of my most loyal viewers. One of my most consistent viewers. But are, are are we forgetting about how great Dave Aranda was at LSU? I mean, are we? And I'm I'm just just bringing up a question. Dave Veranda is one of the most talented coaches to ever step foot in Baton Rouge. Hell, he's one of the most talented coaches to ever coach in the defensive side of the football, period. Okay? He is so good. Now, is he head coach material? Not at Baylor. He's had some good moments at Baylor. Obviously, winning a Big 12 title is, is something had some rough moments at Baylor this season, okay? You know, Dave Aranda is so freaking good. Like, that was one of the best moments of the Miles era, okay? Uh, the, uh, the Orgeron era. He's so freaking good. Ego, not a whole lot of it. Attitude? Attitude? Pretty good. Now, were there some things in recruiting that were interesting? Sure. Okay. Sure. Dave Veranda is good. Now, like I always say, that is how I feel about him in the past. But Dave Veranda is not a half a step up. Okay. He, as a defensive coordinator, is one of the best to do it. In the last decade. But Carter, what about the Texas game? Oh, you mean game two? In 90 plus degree temperatures? On the road? With the first year of playing in a hurry up spread attack? Where the pace of play is different? The game styles are different? You're playing in shootouts instead of slow knockout, um, Tyson versus Holyfield kind of games. You're talking about a second half versus Ole Miss on the back end of a back to back road game. Sure, those games are bad. But what about all the other stuff? Look pretty good to me. Dave Miranda is great, and he is not a half a step up from Madhouse. Whoever gets him as their next defensive coordinator is getting an absolute freaking loot maestro. All right. But maybe I'm overselling Dave Aranda. That is not the direction I would go, but I will defend him. I will defend him. Okay. What was the worst ranked defense under Aranda? Um, yards for play is actually, um, the last one, 2019 LSU. Okay. We're 56 in uh, yards for play and all the other seasons we're at least top 20. Okay. Once again, we played at a faster pace. We scored faster, which, you know, it's just harder to play defense. Uh, When you're playing shootouts, the other team begins to call more aggressively. Um, but he was good. And we don't win the national championship without him, or we don't go undefeated without Dave Miranda. Okay. Remember, at the end of the season, Texas AM wasn't that great this year. We were still so unbelievably dominant. They averaged less than three yards per play. I don't care if you're playing McNeese, that is hard to do. Okay. We shut down Jalen Hurts, who almost won the NFL MVP last year, and we shut down Trevor Lawrence. Well, he's Trevor Lawrence, okay, and we shut down Georgia, okay. I think we didn't forget how elite our defense was there at the end. Once you got to figure it figured out, once you wanted to do uh, what you wanted to do, once you got Patrick Queen comfortable in his role, and once again, if you want more deep breakdown of behind the scenes stuff that happened with that defense in the bad games, Patrick Queen sat down with us. In an interview we did earlier this year with him, and you can listen to Patrick Queen breaking all of that down. Now, I do want to bring up one thing, okay? I spent a ton of time cutting that Patrick Queen interview, kind of somewhat decent amount of views. I spent a lot of time cutting an interview I did with a superstar by the name of Michaela freaking Williams, and I am proud to say PHL. Is one of the few channels on the planet Earth that has gotten a one-on-one interview with Michaela Williams, and she graciously gave us her time, and we talked for forever. I have never in my life been more impressed with a young athlete than when I talked to Michaela Williams, okay? She is so special. And she went off today. Still, we didn't play anybody today. We'll see how things move forward. But you know, I I didn't want to talk too much. I did not want to talk too much about her this off because she is a true freshman, and she was under so much hype and pressure uh, to 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 be you know this good on a team full of legends. Honestly, but. Did, none of this really shocks me. <laughs> like if you actually go look at the games, uh, n- n- none of this shocks me. None of it, okay? Uh, I tried to you know temper down expectations, and I understand I'm biased because well, her autograph is right over here. Go, Michaela. We got your back. Number twelve. LSU. Just wanted to point that out. If you're a, if you're a PHL fan, you better be a Michaela Williams fan. Okay. Oh wait, hold on. Is uh Sherry Berry in here tonight? My homie, let's go, Sherry. Some of her peeps know some of my family. That's cool. Let's go. West Side Baptist Church. Ha, 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 That's good. That's so good. Okay. What about the Ole Miss game? Not worried about it. Back in of a back-to-back road game. What I care about is we... Uh, defended Alabama better than hardly anyone. But Carter, they scored 41 points. Yeah, they did. But they actually only scored 34. One of those was a punt return touchdown. Then you factor in all the very difficult fourth downs that they converted, and they were very difficult fourths that they had to convert. And you factor in one of the touchdowns was a trick play. So in theory, it was like 27 actual points, Okay. And we forced turnovers. Okay? So, Aranda was really good. Aranda was really good. That season and every other season at LSU. Okay? So, Gage, yeah. So, Gage is new to the channel. You guys know my ties to Patrick Queen and Livonia. Uh, I'm a New Roads guy. New Roads, Louisiana, baby. Top five city, town, in Louisiana. Now, that is something I am very biased about. But what do y'all know about False River, baby? False River is the greatest river in America. You want to know why? If y'all get that, why is False River the best river in America? Tell me right now. Okay. Actually, I'm going to tell you why. Uh right after this. THL Nation. Oh yeah, baby. You know about Louisiana controls. They've been showing us love throughout this college football season, and I'm looking for you to do the same when it comes to your energy management and commercial hvac needs it is all with our buddies who have been doing this for over 40 years yes that is four decades you know this louisiana weather gets crazy go to louisianacontrols.com or call 225-924-4990 baby let's go there you go there you go grant because it's a lake Ah, ah, ah. false river it's not exactly a river. That's why they call it false river. That's so genius. That's so unbelievably genius, right? Let's go. Let's go. What y'all know about that? Yeah, don't. I love it. I freaking love it. Okay. Um, let me, I, I, I wanted to get to this really quickly. Okay. The new college football playoff rankings. Okay. So take a look at it here. And as you'll see, with a 12-team playoff format, we would be closer to the college football playoff um, if the format was stretched out to 12 teams, right? And there would be a bigger debate about, let's say, us versus a school like um, Missouri, if you will, because, you know, we beat them head-to-head. We have one extra loss in Missouri. Um but Missouri didn't play someone like a Florida State in the um, in the in the non conference, right? Um, so how do you weigh that versus a school like Ole Miss who beat us? But Ole Miss had to play Alabama and Georgia, and Missouri only had to play Georgia. They didn't have to play Alabama. Okay, so. I show you this college football playoff ranking, and I'm going to continue sharing this opinion that I don't like the 12-team playoff, but the benefit is the 12-team playoff benefits LSU, okay? Because it gives us a school that plays a very difficult schedule, who recruits well nationally, it gives us a chance to make a run in the playoffs, right? Right where these regular season losses we have don't blow uh our sales as hard, right? Um, but it also still shows how important it is to just go out there and not necessarily win games but avoid losses. Okay? Uh yeah, I'm I'm a New Roads uh partially New Roads guy I grew up uh spending my summers there. So, yes. John, just their careers at LSU. Because if you do the totality of their career, then, you know, we we don't know what what Jamar and Justin's career is going to look like the rest of the way. Okay? Okay. Let me ask you this. And by the way, tonight, if we get to a Hondo and Supers, we're giving away this golden numbered out of 10. There's only 10 copies of this in existence. Derek Stanley card I actually should hold it like this. Let me see here. What was it that I wanted to get to tonight? Oh, hey, huh, huh, huh. I th- I thought that I thought that was. Uh, I was like, hey, John, new to the channel. Good to see you. Obviously, John is a PHLer, but still, that's still cool. That also lets you know you all trust each other right? you don't mind if you're signed in under whichever account right um now if it was a joint account the joint accounts you all got to be careful if it's if it's if you're a joint account on facebook somebody cheated that's just it okay unless they're just very old and they just like Oh, Lucille, let's just make one account so we can both remember each other's login. But if it's, like, a couple in, like, their 40s, 50s, and it's um, John and Megan Salisbury, it's somebody somebody slipped out. Uh, So, there you go. Ha, 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 ha. We got a Terrace Marshall question here. Yeah, it's a little bit of a mixed bag with the team team 6 and you know the NFL career. Uh I will say it it does seem that most LSU wide receivers exceed their NFL expectations or at the very least live up to it. It's like Jamar has definitely done that. Justin has definitely done that. Jarvis definitely did that. Odell definitely did that. Um, Russell Gage definitely did that. So there's more that do what they're supposed to do or better than not. Terrace has definitely not done that. Uh, but he has had great moments. and maybe it is a change of scenery that he needs. Um, you know I think um I, I i I think one thing with the NFL, your situation matters so much. It really, really, really does. Like, if if you don't produce in an offense um, with, let's say, like, for instance, like a Sky Moore, he's in the Chiefs offense. If you can't succeed with the Chiefs, then you might might not be what the NFL is looking for, right? Uh, DJ Chark is another receiver that has exceeded expectations, and he's... Always played in bad situations, um, you know. The, your your offense really matters. It really, really, really does. So yeah, maybe Terrace just needs to a new place. But yeah, the joint account you got it. Got to be careful with it. You do. Next thing. Type Y for yes, type N for no. Okay? I think for me, when it comes to I really want to go NFL because normally, like NFL stuff, doesn't do that well on here. But I like I like keeping up with the LSU guys in in the pros. I do. I'll go. I'll I'll go back to actual college stuff. This has been a big debate. All right, and and it popped up again on social media. Okay, do you care as much? About high school football recruiting, as you do about the with the transfer portal, like is your love for recruiting knowledge as important as it once was with the high school recruiting being the way that it once was, but now with the portal, you just are like, well. High school recruiting isn't just as important as it was as it used to be. Okay? Let me know. I listened to the Brian Kelly press conference, and I... Kept going back to something Brian Kelly said about rebuilding our team through high school football freshman recruiting. Um, so, yeah, let me know. Yeah, I don't think he was knocking, but I think he was just asking uh, – about about tm6 but again i could see i could see why someone thought he was knocking him now I, I, look i I, th- I think terrace um is, is just needs to go somewhere else outside of carolina right <sighs> billy does not like the portal okay Grant says, I don't care about recruiting anymore when they get to campus. I care until they transfer or graduate. You know, I, I just think next year, defensively, we're still going to need to go grab a ton of transfers. I still, I still think that. Um, and I understand that we don't feel as... Like loved as as much as we we once did is like fans for the for the recruiting aspect of things for high school recruits because there are so many portal guys and the thing about covering high school football recruiting or high or or the transfer portal is transfers normally happen pretty daggum quick okay they normally. Just happen in in almost like a week's time, sometimes a day, right? I had no idea who Deuce Chestnut was before that. Also, um, you know, Skipper felt this way. Uh, he did not like Omar Spates. Um, and he, you know, I don't know if Skipper's in there anymore, but he was right about that. Um, uh, you know, Spates is 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 struggled mightily uh, this year. Um. Some of it is injury. Some of it is fit. Some of it is just, you know, our defense just not getting the job done at all this year. We I, – I just think it's going to be too hard for us to not actually get into the portal as hard as we did last year, okay? And I understand – like, I'm, I'm trying to say this the best way I can – and sometimes this point gets lost. I'm not saying high school recruiting isn't as important as it once it was. But it's not everything as it once was either, right? Let's say someone like Braden Fioco, right? He was such a big ad for us. But he had to wait a full year before he could play, right? He had to wait a full year. Now, none of that just exists anymore at all. You get from one school to the other, and it used to be that not only you couldn't transfer, it's that you would lose a year of eligibility going from one power five school to the next. Okay? And the reason why I've tried to say this the best way is because Brian Kelly has so many tough decisions he's got to make. Not only with who he wants to coach his team moving forward, it's also what are you going to do with our numbers? What do our norm? What do our numbers look like moving forward? Do our numbers get better? Do they get worse? As far as how many spots do we have on an eighty-five man roster? Okay, um, you know, does that cause us to be to LD88's point here more picky in the portal? Okay. It's going to be T. The portal is for depth, not to build teams around. If you did great in the portal, but it's more about elite high school talent. A six-year backup safety is not better than a high school five-star. I do agree with that. Also, something else. One thing that's helped me a little bit with, like, portal guys is – answering this question why are you transferring okay is it because you are wanting to play for a bigger brand like LSU or is it because well the last goal didn't work out let me try the new one and that's where you can just go look at the games from those players a year before and it tell you a lot about player X, player Y, or player Z. Okay? Um, you know, there was two players who I liked a lot as talents coming in from the portal. And that was Denver Harris. Obviously, there is a lot going on there, and he's not lived up to those expectations. And Omar Spates. Those guys have not panned out. Either one of them. So, they both look like no-brainers. And it's 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 really hurt the team that, that those two have not panned out. Um, one thing I, I do want to bring up, and I tweeted about this earlier today. B.J. Ojolari is having a really good rookie season for the Cardinals, okay? Now, you don't hear about it because he's playing for the Cardinals. Um, but maybe we just underrated him. Okay. And the thing that's, it's kind of interesting about BJ is last year was the first year he actually played the position that he was supposed to be playing the entire time. Okay. Um, and he excelled. How much better does our defense work if we have B.J. Ogilari on it? The answer is a lot. It is, from a leadership standpoint, it's a lot. But from him just actually being good is another reason why we would have been, you know, a lot better as a defense. So there you go. Let's go to Christian. It looks like the portal transfers thrive at Florida State. What's the difference between us and them? Good question. Uh, they 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 got the better players. That's a big difference. Okay. Keon Coleman was by far the best receiver in the portal. Uh, Fintrail Cypress was the best corner in the portal. Fisk was one of the best defensive tackles in the portal. Jaheim Bell was one of the best tight ends in the portal. They just got the best guys, that's all there is to it. The year before, we got the best guys. You know, Jarek was an all-Big 12 corner, and athletically, he tested a lot better at the combine than anyone gave him credit for. i say at the combine at the LSU Pro Day. um. The guys that they got were, were good and the guys that we got aren't as good as their guys. Um Yeah, sometimes it's just that. We can um we, we can talk about scheme, we can talk about whatever. But I I will tell you this. Let's just say, okay, Jaden Daniels, the only game that Jaden did not play unbelievably well was Florida State, and he still was very good. If Florida Jaden Daniels is playing versus Florida State, the result is probably closer, but it's still the same. Okay? It is still the same. Okay? Okay? And that's why having a team is very important. You, And, and that's why, you know, when, when we were talking about Dave Aranda, I kept bringing up, like, Dave Aranda was still very good at LSU, even in the year that nobody thought he was that great. We still had a good defense, right? Um, you know, I, I know I've promoted our, our own interviews, but I tend to think, you know, our interviews are, are really good. I don't – I'm very selective with them. I don't do a whole lot of them. Um, I, I just want to point this out yet again, okay? Patrick Queen, if he doesn't have the game he did against Clemson, that game is 50-50 in the fourth quarter. But because he played at an unconsciously high level – we were able to maintain that lead in the third quarter and we we won the game okay football is still a team game you're still going to need your defense to get you a stop that's just how this game works um you can't just be horrible on one side of the football and win okay it's honestly like that in any sport or any team sport You can't just have glaring weaknesses. Uh, You know, when Tasha's coming in with takes, she means business. It's got a chance. I do agree overall. Swinson, Jefferson, and Shein have been good additions. Keyword, good. Um, I'm not sure if any one of them have been, in particular, exceptional. Um, but they all have had pretty big moments, right? Do we beat Missouri if Swinson doesn't make that huge trip? Some of that was help with Brady Cook, you know, kind of stepping into or not stepping up into the pocket, but that was such a big play for us. Swinson's made some big plays. Jefferson's made some big plays. Shane had that really good game versus Auburn. Um but yeah. Yeah, Mick, but they weren't playing the right quarterback then. Uh This is true to an extent, and welcome to the channel, Mr. Civic. Is that pronounced like the car, Civic? Yeah, we're just missing Bjo Jalaria a lot. Everybody welcome Sean to the channel. It's a sexy question. From Sean Rook. Get a rough Rook. i tried not to make it work. I do love the dog avatar. Quinn yours Bank next year. Do we go get Arch Manning? I'm not a Quinn Ewers guy. I just, I've never really saw it. I've never really understood it. And I still don't, I'm not saying he's bad, but she's not, I don't know. Now it's not a gazillion percent. He's going to come back. If Texas gets into the playoff and he lights it up, you know, he might, he might actually make that leap. Um, You know, it's, I'm always interested in a Manning. I'm always, I've always told you Peyton is one of my favorite athletes of all time. Not so sure if LSU is, is, is interested in, in Arch. Okay. I think they listen though. Welcome back, Tyler, the Venmo trivia wizard. If I'm an NFL GM, who are my top 3 wide receivers on my board? Okay. Um I think honestly that's pretty simple. Uh Keon Marvin and Malik. But I it would honestly my board would be Marvin, Malik, Keon Coleman. But I think all three of them are, are relatively close. I do think that. I do. I do. I'm just looking at the Josh Williams hit one final time. He had two of them things. Two of them things. Tyler, you were never wrong about the nuts bus. You weren't. Okay. You've always just said Gary Nussmeyer can play. You never... I don't think you ever really disparaged anyone. It's just... You know, is just not that guy this year. But he's still good. Nikki, what's good? Holding it down in Facebook land. Vegas! Mel Tucker at LSU. That'd be an interesting... Um, reconnect. That's a good question, uh, Gage. Honestly, hopefully it's a team like the Saints, right? The Saints would actually be a really good fit for for Jaden because they got obviously really elite receivers and uh, a good defense. But if they want to keep the same brain trust there, it's not where you want to go. My dream gauge would be, um, like Ben Johnson being the same tech coach with Jaden QB. Okay. Pierce says, "Screw Arch." Now we we don't speak ill of the Manning family on here. I I am I am a Peyton homeboy. Peyton is my guy. We don't we don't we don't mess with with Peyton Manning on here. Because guess what? There's one thing LSU fans and Peyton Manning adore. Omaha. I, I had to take a bow after that one. I, I had to, because it was just that beautiful. It all just kind of, kind of came to me on that one little moment. I didn't like the Omaha joke. I mean, I th- I, I thought it was great. I, I did. I know a lot of you just put your your you buried your your head into your palm and get it. Thanks, Nikki. Thanks. Thank you. I I knew I could trust you. I knew it. I was gonna get clipped and put on social media. This lame former comedian. I just see why he bombed like crazy. I did have some bad bombs, y'all. I mean, just 15 minutes of silence. Some some horrible, horrible, horrible bombs. Yeah, shout out again. Michaela Williams. It's crazy. Billy says a true LSU fan has nothing to do with the meaning. Oh. Really? So Billy, let me ask you this. What what if what if Corey Webster walked up to you and said, "Hey, I heard you're, you're talking bad about my QB." Corey Webster, many people call the grandfather of DBU. Corey Webster was sitting right here. He'd, he'd, he'd be like, no, oh. he loves the Manning's. Just saying. Are you saying Corey Webster is not a true LSU fan? I don't get it. Like one of our crowning achievements was for when we're talking about the 0-3 team. Um, that what we did on Blake Show tonight. Not not here, but. I was on Blake show earlier talking about the 03 team being celebrated. That was one of the big moments, you know, especially looking back. You know, we beat Eli Manning's Ole Miss teams, right? And Eli's brought up to Saban in a Manning cast how much that game still bothers him. Now, Kyle's an actual good comedian, so he's not had as many bombs as I've had. I've had some brutal ones, and I'm still, I still suck at stand up. That's why I don't really do it a lot anymore. I, uh, dude, just. Fifteen. now I've done a set. Fifteen minutes of silence. Nothing going great. Nothing. Big thanks to Andy. Thank you so much for the super chat. I really appreciate you. Okay. No. Mm-mm. Civic, welcome to the channel. No. And I love Cocho. I do. Oh, y'all want me to play the pop block? me dancing on the SEC network? You want me to play it? I know Danny Girl does. Because uh, she she tweeted out the clip. I remember her texting me. A lot of you texted me, Roger, and I are blowing up my phone. Carter, what are you doing dancing on camera? And my wife gets on Twitter saying, what in the hell is my husband doing at this game? I was just hitting him with the, y'all don't want to see it. Y'all don't want to see it. Y'all don't want to see it. Hey, and that's that's great, Civic. Uh, that's, that's I'm I'm fine. I'm fine with disagreement. Gage says he would love Watchorn back for recruiting. I go back to this: How excited would you be as a coach to come back to a role where you're no longer the head guy under a guy that replaced you? Okay, orgeron has got it good. He's 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 got he's he's got it good. I mean, he is a Louisiana legend. He's always going to be remembered for what he did at LSU, and he's got plenty of endorsement deals and seventeen million reasons why he's enjoying life right. Let's go to LD88. How long do we keep our men's basketball coach if we have a losing season this year? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, you know, I uh, let me first start off by saying how spoiled we are in all these sports, right? We got a top ten football, basketball, and baseball program. We just don't have a good men's basketball program. Okay. Um, Losing to Nichols and having a less than 500 record in the SEC is probably going to do it for them. One thing, because, you know, we are mostly football focused, but I do love college basketball. I do. You have to factor in how good the coaches are in the SEC in basketball. They're good, okay. Um, they're just good. I mean, this Chris Beard is at Ole Miss now. Rick Barnes is at Tennessee. Um, Bruce Pearl's at Auburn. Um, Eric Musselman's at Arkansas. Rick Barnes is at Tennessee. I mean, these are some heavy freaking hitters. And, you know, the one thing that, that people say about Matt McMahon is, well, he coached John Moran. Okay? um, Yeah. So, who who's not winning at the college level without John Moran at a non-Power 5 school? It's It's hard. It's really, really, really hard, okay? And thankfully, Grant is here to save me here. Top four beach volleyball and gymnastics programs. You're right. And, of course, you know, Sam Burns and the PGA, Mono plantis and track and field, all the track and field success. I could take one sport not being great. I could also share this. I could make a strong case that having a great Women's basketball program is better than having a great men's basketball program because you can retain your players. All right, can't do that in the college level um, and in the men's level because the NBA and in Europe and all that stuff is worth it. Right, you, it's worth making that leap. Okay, where would how would this program look right now if Cam Thomas was in your? whatever four uh, of, his, um, of his career at LSU at this point. I mean, I know you could do that with a lot of different programs, but, you know, it, it, it makes it easier, right? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, honestly, I want our men's basketball program to be better for the Shacks, for the Pettits, for um the Chris Jacksons, the Marcus Thortons, the Chris Johnsons, the Alex Farrers, uh, the Eddie Lud Ludwigs, the um uh, crap. Uh the Bo Spencers. I'm just trying to think of some deep cuts. Ah, 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 Let's go to Christian. We'll take a few more. Once again, uh, we're going to do it in the next five to ten minutes. We'll keep this thing going. But if you super chat, we'll keep the party moving. Don't forget, join the PHL Patreon today, and you get a Joe Burrow card in the mail from me, Jared, and Gage holding it down in the super chats. Let's keep it moving here. Let's go to Christian again. Yeah, so obviously John John Emery is 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 not going to be playing anytime soon. Um, might I try to convert some of them to corner? Okay, they've tr- they've tried that. I mean, they tried Alex Adams at DB or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I would have done that earlier in the season. Though I would have tried it. Um, but they, they've not. And the funny thing about it is that, that there could be big money in that. Something else that, that I find to be very interesting is... I understand Malik and BTJ might just be major outliers because they are so good, but in terms of numbers, you notice one thing, the two best LSU offenses ever. And the two best LSU offenses ever, there is no question regarding who those two units are. It's 2019 and this year no other offense comes close to either one of these two. Now, that doesn't mean there wasn't other successful offenses. The 2013 LSU offense with Jeremy um, Jarvis and Odell were really good teams, or, or really good offenses met, uh, and those guys were, were, were good. But even if you factor in that unit, One thing you've noticed is our best offenses feature smaller wide receiver rotations, right? We have a group of three to five guys that play all the snaps, and two of those guys get most of the targets, okay? So what does that mean? Well, you don't need as many receivers to play. But you know what you do need a lot of? DBs. Okay. DBs not only play on your defense, and not only do modern defenses have different sub packages of four, five, and six defensive backs, just depending on the play. You also need those guys to play special teams. Jeremiah Hughes had a big play on special teams this weekend. Okay. So, you know, it's – it's wild. It's 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 really 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 wild. Um, so yeah, we um, we we need more volume at DBs. Is is my major point here? Let's go to Gage's super chat. The extent of in Emery's injury, it is an ACL. So obviously it stinks. Um, so there, it's it's. It's going to be really hard for him to play again at LSU. And I think at this point, you know, he's probably just going to test the NFL, um, when this is over. Let's go to Tyler. How many other YouTubers do you do things with? Sorry on AYS. Um, so Tyler, I guess if tonight was the first time you saw me on AYS, uh, that is, uh, Wild. <laughs> uh, you know, I go on Blake's show every week, and uh, Blake is my best buddy in the uh, media sphere. So I talk to Blake all the time. So he's, he's it's not even like me going on a show. He's just my friend. Uh, so, yeah, I, I go on Off the Bench when uh, when Mario hosts, and I'm always on there when, he, when he's hosting. But, yeah, you know, I, I like doing spots on on 104.5 i do mark rogers show from time to time but because i do so many shows on here i don't do as many like guest spots on other channels um partly because you know a good chunk of my time is spent live on here um trying to think where else i mean uh well, I'll do an NFL show, but that's on a different stratosphere, and that's during the day. Um, so, yeah, I love YouTube. I really do. I love – I'll go on anybody's channel, to be quite honest. <sighs> Christian, I do think it's harder than it once was because back then there weren't really hurry-up offenses. So you had Ray Nitschke, you know, it's like he was able to rest like a full 30 in between plays. I think it's harder now than ever before to do it. Um, But playing, like flipping from – Oh, your your question is more so flipping from one side of the ball to the other instead of playing both ways. Yeah, I agree with you. Totally agree with you, man. Yeah, never never did. I don't, I don't know the Crane Show. Uh. Yeah, to this point right here from from BT, it is a good one. Um, You know, when when I when I'm critical of of any athlete, okay, I always make it a point to say that this stuff is hard. It's so freaking hard to play college division one football. High school football, in the grand scheme of things, is not that hard. It's still hard. You still got to be good to be successful in high school football. But in high school football, you've got offensive linemen that that weigh 180, 190, 210, 215. There's not a college football offensive lineman at any level that is under 240. 230, 240, and that is the bare minimum. Division one power five, bare minimum size you're going to get is 280 uh, up front, and that's bare minimum. You, you, you. It's it's hard. It's so hard. Okay, I've been lucky to be on the field for major Division one power five football. It it goes by so fast. I have filmed a lot of high school football on the sidelines. There is a noticeable, noticeable difference. Okay, um, NFL. I've never been on the sideline for an NFL game. I have been for NFL practices. It's different. Okay, it's just the speed at which everything moves. So that's why so many players are bust. Um, it's just, they're not. They're not quick enough. They th- everything's moving too fast. Some of it is just pure athleticism. Some of it is, is mental, uh, mental processing. Um, some of it is just want to. I got the cheap camera tonight. I've been using uh, just my webcam recently. I did change the lighting up. Do I, Does it look worse? Um, let me know. I'll go back to the fancy camera. Uh, Yes, I would. Some of it, though, um, gauges that there's just more receivers on a team than running backs outside of the season, of course, because we got eight scholarship. Well, we did have eight scholarship running backs on scholarship. We've not seen Armani at all, and we've not seen Trey Bradford since the first game. So we've had six. So, yeah, I mean – there's been a lot of guys who have not really even seen dress out. So, yeah, there's going to be some portaling uh, for LSU. And I think the numbers of portal guys is going to be higher in volume. I do. Okay. Now, we'll take a few more. I want to get thanks to Gage for the Super Chat to keep it moving. Dang, Jay Thornton says next year. I can't go that far, um, Jay Thornton, because that will matter on his situation. Okay. Uh, Really no idea, Christian. No idea. Denver Harris, no idea. Okay. None. Some guys get hurt. Some guys, uh. Whatever the case may be. Hey, he did was nasty. So, there you go. Let me see here. (sighs) Mother of God. Sage Ryan was a high school running back. Edric, what's good? Mac, what's good? Good to see your beautiful faces. Um now, here's what we're gonna do. I do want to um put this out there, okay? Um, you know, oh God, this is so key. All right. So, so, so key. I know some of you are, are interested in Blake Baker, but I, uh, yeah, I gauge uh, a Yeah. I, I know someone that's kind of close to him. Uh, you can go watch a film study I did in the Missouri defense. Okay. Um, and you could see, you know, what Blake Baker did to Tennessee's offense. You can also see how good Missouri's defense has been this year, and you'll see like how crazy it was that Jaden tore them up. All right, and the calls were going against us. I chose you how good Jaden's been this year. So if you want more PHL and you actually want a film study to watch, um, click that link right there, or just go to Power ISEC. You'll find it. It's my latest Tennessee film study versus uh, Missouri. So. There you go. Once again, thanks to our our top super chatters, Andy, via, via Venmo, Jared, Gage, and Gage. Gage, a newbie super chatting for the first time. I really appreciate you, okay? It is. Pow. Out. LSU. Bam. And tonight. Oh, it's a taco Tuesday. Taco Tuesday. Let's go.